for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're doing an interview with Evan Gray. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Brian. Hey, Brian. How, how are you, you doing? Uh, how are ba- you? Ba- I'm good. How are you? All right, good. 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 Excited to be here recording. This is uh, different for us because normally we have uh, some extensive notes. Sometimes, who, depending on who writes the episode, there's pages and pages of notes. <laughs> and sometimes there's like one. Sometimes page there's just notes. a bunch of scripture. <laughs> and you have to riff on it. No. But today, we're going crazy. Zero no notes. notes. No notes. Zero notes. Yeah. So who knows what we're interviewing going to be like. Evan Gray, our new worship pastor at Oak Hill Baptist Church today. Evan, can you say hello again? Hello. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> uh, Before we get into it, I want to remind people to like, subscribe, do all the things that Matt from Evansville wants you to do. And we did receive we did receive a, a strongly worded email yeah, from Yeah, he was really mad. Yeah. He's, yeah we upset. We, he's kind of a um, snowflake and so we upset him. <laughs> yes, really, his feelings. He really it's deep feelings. Yeah, he was you know. even tempted to eat meat, so that was wow. I know it was tough. I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him. For but um, send us your feedback to the email f4l at okilbc.org. It's all in the show notes. And uh, we're getting tired of saying it, but we got to remind you every time yes, to do this. Because, you know, you know, listeners and followers and stuff. That's what podcast people do, okay? That's right. We're just trying to the be like cool people. The best thing you can cool do people, okay? is share with your friends. That is true. Let them know about the podcast, the episodes that you like. Uh, and yeah, if there, seriously. If there's yeah. topics or things you want us to explore, we are open to hearing those suggestions. So. Absolutely. Well, today we've got Evan Gray here. He's already said Hello. Hello. And we're excited to uh, welcome you. You've been the worship pastor at Oak Hill now for two months, two yeah. months, two two months, end of August. Okay, okay. It feels like you've been here a lot a lot longer than that, which is a good thing. Don't in a good way. Yes. In a good way. Okay. All yeah. right. Feels natural. I'll yeah, take it, it. It did feel natural. You came on our staff. You fit really well with everybody, and I think you just are like have the personality of just kind of get along with everybody. Uh, yeah. Are there, you know, is there anyone yeah. that you just don't get along with? Like on our staff? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, in life. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, I need to talk to you. I think maybe <laughs> like one person in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. just a pretty get-along yeah. guy. That's good, though. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have, um, you know, a lot of, I don't know what the right word to say is, our staff, we have strong personalities and opinionated Voices sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Is that the right way to say that, Brian? I think that's a very... I mean, not me. Way not me. <laughs> right. You but other people. Least of all. Yeah, least and, of all. Uh, <laughs> but Evan is uh, kind of even keel, even tempered. It's added that layer of like... It's nice and chill. Nice and chill. Like I'm just yeah. here for the one-liner jokes. That's good. They are that good, I mostly though. say quietly to whoever's sitting right next to me. Yeah. yeah. That is very, I've experienced <laughs> that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Well, tell good. us a little about yourself. Um, you know, I, I know one of the most interesting things about you, well, maybe not most interesting, but one of the things you are a PK. I am. So yes, yeah. that kind of had you move around a lot. So where do you pastor's kid kind of claim as home? Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I uh, claim uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma home, which is a suburb of Tulsa. Um, I was born there. Although, uh, I believe at the time, um, we actually lived in Neosho, Missouri, which is a small town in Missouri that nobody has ever been to nor <laughs> has ever heard of, um, where my dad had, uh, just moved to like, I think 
weeks before I was supposed to be born. So mm. um, my mom traveled back to see her doctor, and uh, I was born there in Tulsa. But um, when I was seven, we moved back to uh, Broken Arrow, uh, and that's kind of where my earliest memories are. Um, so you're an Okie? So. Is that what they call them? Yep. Mm. Yep. You still hold to that? Like, do you have attachments there? Uh, yeah. So my uh, grandparents lived there just until uh, recently, and my sister still lives there. Uh, so um, we go back every once in a while. Not not as often as I would like, but um, uh, you know, I have a, a dream one day that I will move back there. But mm. and it's not too far from my uh, uh, in laws. My in laws live in Northwest Arkansas, so it's like an hour and a half away or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it worked nice for my That's why. Incidentally, that's Side where I was born, yeah. was Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Arkansas connection. Arkansas. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but most recently, Tricky. coming to us from uh, Chattanooga, yeah. yes. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. Yeah, what were you doing down there? Um, I uh, served at Red Bank Baptist Church uh, for three and a half years. And then uh, before that, I lived in Dyersburg, Tennessee, which is north of Memphis, about an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half. Uh, it's like right on the line. So it's like if you're in Dyersburg, you can get to uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Missouri in like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of right in the corner there. Um, but I was there for about seven years serving First Baptist, uh, Dyersburg. And that was the first church I served. Uh, really great Really great community, but small rural community. Um, I think the county has like thirty thousand. Mm. Uh, so yeah. moving to Chattanooga was, you know, drastic, <coughs> big, big city, yeah. drastic yeah. difference. Uh, and even the even here uh, is a drastic difference. You know, there's stores to buy things at <laughs> outside of Walmart. You know, yeah. well, Evansville yeah. is the area where uh, it's funny because people from all over, mm-hmm. you know, because we're kind of in between like St. Louis, Louisville. Yeah. Indy, Nashville, so people outside of Evansville come to Evansville. You'll see yeah. the county kids come to the mall here, which yeah. I always think is uh, pretty kind fun. Of, kind of funny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, so tell us a little bit about your, your testimony. How did you come to faith in the Lord? Being a pastor's kid, was that kind of a, a hard thing? Did you have any you know, rebellious times, anything like that? Uh, I did not have any rebellious times, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, pr- perspective is uh, I'll, uh, carries a lot of weight. Um, but um, I, I always had this uh, struggle uh, to not disappoint. I, I don't want to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. And so that kept a lot of things in check, <laughs> uh, specifically to my dad. I never wanted to disappoint my dad. So, uh, um so that kept a lot of uh, rebellion in check. But, um, yeah, I grew up, a, uh, like I said, grew up a pastor's kid. So grew up in, in church, uh, you know, was there uh, Sunday, Wednesday, probably most of the days in between. Uh, we were heavily involved, especially in the music ministry, as my dad was a worship pastor. So um, we, uh, you know, were involved in uh, children's choirs and, and youth when that time came and did all the VBSs and um, but for me, it was, uh, we were in Missouri at, uh, in Jefferson City, Missouri at Concord Baptist there. And, uh, my dad had brought in this group called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, which mm. is like this group that comes in and uses your volunteers to put on this play. And it's these, um, 
short skits of like people's last moments in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember like there was a two construction workers sitting on scaffolding and, you know, moments before one falls off and passes away and a few other, a few other instances like that. And, and it just, uh, I was eight years old, seven, eight years old. And I, I remember for the first time, just like realizing, Oh, if I die right now, mm. I don't know him. I'm not going to spend eternity in his presence. Like I'm, you know, I'm lost. Wow. I'm, I'm a sinner. Yeah. And, uh, it just made, it just made, uh, the, the weight of my sin, the, the seriousness of my sin, like it made it concrete wow. and putting it in a nice picture. Um, it helped that my dad played Satan. Uh, oh God. <laughs> you know, uh, he was he a music uh, minister. Yeah, 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 the music minister playing Satan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, how I remember it is that he had like makeup on that looked like Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, he says it looked more like Gene Simmons' kiss. but uh, Okay. Well, I'm familiar with this production because this is a part of my testimony yeah. as well. And so, yeah, God used that in my life as well. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, just kind of, you know, made it a concrete uh, picture for me. And then, uh, you know, as, as most believers, um, you know, I had an, an infant understanding of who God was and what it meant to believe in him and, um, it really wasn't till, uh, I was about, uh, 12, 13, 14, uh, in, in that season of life where, um, I, my family walked through some really dark days. My mother, um, we had just actually just moved to Tennessee from Oklahoma. Um, we'd been there maybe five or six months and she was diagnosed with, um, stage four lung, spine and brain cancer. Uh, the doctors had given her about six months to live. Uh, we were incredibly blessed to, um, to experience, uh, to have her for a, another year and a half. Mm, um, wow. there were a lot of great times, a lot of hopeful times that, that she was going to beat it. Uh, but ultimately, uh, she went to home to be with the Lord, but it was really through that, uh, season of life, that year and a half where, uh, my faith kind of, uh, grew, grew in a way that made it, um, made it real. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like this, um, uh, you know, head knowledge, this understanding mm-hmm. of, oh, God exists and I need to serve him. But it was like a real, oh, I have, like, this is an active thing I got to do, not just a yeah. passive thing that I did one time. Um, as I watched, like, my parents serve the church, even though they really could have taken, like, a back seat and just checked out for a little while because yeah. they were, you know, dealing, dealing with the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, my mom, even even in her worst days, was you know, uh, loving on the nurses and, and encouraging them and, and the doctors and, and, uh, all the church members that were coming to do our laundry mm-hmm. and, sh- uh, and uh, drop off food and, and that kind of stuff. Like they were always like trying to love on us, but usually left more encouraged because of how my parents interacted with mm-hmm. them. Um, it was also really through that, that like my desire to serve the local church grew, um, kind of those first um, inklings, those first drawings of wanting to be in ministry, um, just because I saw how incredibly impactful the local church can be, the local yeah. church family, that you're not doing this life alone, that, that you have people to share burden with and um, that you have people to encourage each other and cry with and, and everything yeah. in between, um, and how incredibly fulfilling that can be, how how satisfying that can be um, as we as we walk through 
this crazy life uh, together with other believers. But yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things in your testimony that we've talked about on this podcast before, mm-hmm. that I think it's important, you know, uh, when children come to faith in the Lord, that's kind of the beginning step. You know, we can't just say, and I think it's okay to talk about heaven and hell with children in a, you know, we want to scare them into salvation, yeah. but there's also the work of discipleship, which I think you've hit on really nicely because so many kids, it's like they get saved or they, they make a profession of faith and the parents are like, oh, okay, job's done. Right. It's yeah, over. Sure. They're saved. Right. Uh, but I think the work of discipleship, and I don't know, you had some challenging circumstances that made you guys turn to the Lord, but you could have turned, your parents could have turned away from the Lord, but yeah. they turned to the Lord. And I, and I think that was helpful in helping you understand what a relationship with the Lord looks like and to grow. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Like seemingly the dark, the darkest of days is when you should press into them instead of turning away. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. I was just saying, thinking like what a great testimony your parents had to suffer well, you know, um, I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure they weren't perfect in those times, but the fact that they did suffer well and go through that hardship well, I mean, that that trains you to be the man of God that you are today, right? Yeah, right? Sure, and I've, sure. I've heard you say it, like you did say it here, like like you've talked about how you deal with uh, problems in life and how, how you kind of feel about them. Like how, how do you interact with hard things in life now having gone through something like that? Yeah, Um Somebody sitting at this table actually walked into my office a couple days, a couple, I mean, it was last week, and said, uh, Why don't you stress about things? Something to that effect. That was me. Yeah. Because I, was, <laughs> I was stressed. <coughs> I wasn't going to name names. There's two options. I could have just said Brian, and Brian nobody would have known. Office. It's okay. Uh, I'll admit. <laughs> um, and the truth is, it's like, yeah, I do, I do, I do uh, have strong feelings sometimes. I do stress. I do have burden. It's not, it's not that it doesn't <laughs> exist, but. You know, when you walk through, especially in like such a pivotal developmental age yeah, of, yeah. you know, 12 to 14, having something so huge happen as your mom passing away, who who I was way closer to her at the time than I was my dad. Um, and so to have something like so drastically, ha- so drastic happen in your life like that, everything else kind of gets compared to it. Yeah. And then you start to think, oh, well... <coughs> In reality, most things around us aren't life and death. They're you know, not a not a huge deal. It's not yeah. like oh, yeah. I'm picking between this blue paint color and this green paint color, and if I pick wrong, somebody dies. <laughs> right? like, it's not. It's not that. Well, right. and I yeah, think right. and I think that's where you know I think we everyone has these moments where everything like if you have a crisis in your life, you know, of, of mm-hmm. whether it's a national crisis, emergency, whether it's something personal everything that's not important kind of falls away. You know, yeah. now we can't live in that, you know, sure. and yeah, things come live, back. Yeah. But I do think it's helpful to remember um, where things kind of stand because you're right. As, as you go along and you get further away from the crisis, at least my experience, uh, the unimportant does begin to rise right. again and become quote yeah. life or death, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I think it is good to, that's like you just said, yeah, that's right. To keep things in perspective. Um, while dealing, you know, living through life, and you know, we talked about this in our dealing with with death episode, yeah. and um, so so you know, uh, Evan, if you ever get a chance to listen to that, would love your feedback to make sure we didn't, you know, get anything wrong. Sure. Um, that would be helpful. But uh, let's talk about your call to Oak Hill. Like you, you know, you've been through a lot of things. You have a lot of uh, experience uh, leading worship. 
uh, elsewhere, like you told us. How did the Lord bring you to us? Yeah, um, by his by his divine will. Really, I know that's a, <laughs> a, a silly answer, but like it's a theologian you know, and a scholar. <laughs> no, no, in no way in uh, in the uh, mapping out of my life did I think Indiana was ever going to be on on it right. uh, in the in the timeline. Um, but yeah, I was serving at uh, Red Bank Baptist. I was serving at one of their campuses uh, on Signal Mountain, and so. Um, I'd been there about three and a half years and just felt, uh, for me, it felt uh, that I, it was time to kind of take that next uh, step that in, in challenging myself in, you know, leadership opportunities mm-hmm. in in um, having more responsibility. Uh, kind of my role there was uh, kind of a supportive role. Uh, yes, I led a campus, but ultimately I had like somebody ahead mm-hmm, of me that, mm-hmm. that took took the the brunt of uh, of responsibility and you know when things went wrong he he got yelled at not really but <laughs> yeah you know it was uh, yeah it was on him yeah, more yeah. than and on so, you uh, yeah. now you're getting yelled at no yeah. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Um, and so you know i just felt like it was time for me you know uh, professionally and uh, just in my growth, even spiritually, like just to take that next step in in challenging myself, yeah. getting out of my comfort zone, um, and and somehow uh, through. Uh, so when Sarah and I started talking about that, you know, we we uh, just put our resume out there uh, on a few uh, websites um, just to see what would happen, and uh, pretty quickly, uh, Pastor Allen reached out and. He was, I think, maybe the second phone call I had, um, and through that, uh, but we talked for an hour, I think. Um, and if you know, if you spend any time with Pastor Allen, it's like, yes, it was an hour long, but it felt like twenty minutes, just because you know it's so easy to mm-hmm, talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then it felt like two hours because he uses an immense amount of words. <laughs> right? well, this is this is people's uh, experience. You know, other people we've had meet mm-hmm. him that have come on staff it's like they have that first meeting and i don't know he has some kind of holy you know <laughs> god-given gift <laughs> to like like just draw you in draw you in yeah. yeah and i think people always feel really uh cared for and and yeah. loved even in that first conversation yeah. that they have with them you know which is true as it goes on oh, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah, the yeah, first yeah. conversation but they right. feel it the first time you yeah because there's some people that honestly just they don't give a good first impression. Yeah. And, you know, I know I've known people in my life that I'm great friends with, but it's taken like it takes time. It takes time to develop yeah. that. Like he is immediately endearing, you yeah. know, and that yeah. I think that's helpful. Yeah. So he I mean, he was a big part of it after that uh, that first conversation. And um, we had a few conversations. We we met uh, him and uh, Sarah and I met. Uh, him and his wife, Paula, at, in Nashville because it was kind of halfway point and uh, had uh, Leonard together because it was in the middle <laughs> middle yeah. of uh, the afternoon. But uh, just even after that experience, uh, we walked away. Sarah and I walked away and and just really felt a strong calling to come uh, serve the people here and serve alongside him, uh, Pastor Allen, and just uh, felt like it was going to be a great opportunity for us to um, be encouraged along the way, be yeah. challenged along the way. Um, you know, have that opportunity to. Uh, have more responsibility, but also have a pastor that that cares about you as a human being, not just as uh, mm-hmm. you know a worker bee, a ministry you know. machine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so uh, after our visit here, after we came and visited, um, we came not on a Sunday, and then 
came for a call weekend and, and each step along the way, even, you know, as far as selling our house and all of that, like God is really just one, one step after another, one stepping stone after mm-hmm. another has just made the path so clear for us. That's and, awesome. Uh, um, so yeah, we, we've loved being here for the last, um, I guess 10, 10 to 12 weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're slowly getting settled into our house and James is loving it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. You, so you're married for yes. how long now? Uh, this January will be five years. Okay. And you have two kids. We yep. have two kids. So yeah, we've lived a lot of life in five years. Yeah. Uh, I've actually not. Well, you're, and I was going to say this when you were talking about your ministry experience, you're like the uh, unicorn in the sense, you know, when they <laughs> always say, I want someone who's under 30 with, <laughs> with 15 years of ministry experience. Yeah. And you're pretty close to that. Yeah. You know, you're under 30 and you started, uh, doing music ministry when you were 19. Yeah. Yeah. Full time, full time. I was hired right after I turned 20. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. I started like w- leading worship weekly. Yeah. Uh, on a consistent basis, right at the summer after high school. Yeah, so, so it feels like you have a lot of uh, like experience, yeah. uh, even though you're still so young. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, but yes, I do have a wife. Uh, we've actually met online because living in small town Dyersburg, there wasn't uh, a large pool of single ladies my age, let alone those that lonelyfarmers.com. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's your choice, and there Lon- wasn't uh, lonelypastors.com. <laughs> I think you have a new. That's oh, <laughs> hey, got his new side I hustle. Like, I don't start a I website. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there just wasn't. No, I mean, and it's funny you say that because there are so many people. Like that's so commonplace yeah. now. You know, it's I, just, I know so many solid couples yeah. that are like that met that way. Yeah. And at, for, you know, when that first started happening, it was like, oh, that's interesting. But now it's like, oh, okay. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a part of how people yeah. meet nowadays. Meet. That's cool. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not. To me, it wasn't really any different than a blind date. Yeah. Right. Know? right. Somebody setting you up yeah. with somebody. I'm yeah. not sure outside of God. Not sure how uh, we got matched up, really, because uh, she lived in Little Rock at the time, and that's four hours away from Dyersburg. Oh, wow. So, you know, it definitely was outside of the 50-mile radius that I had said it to be. Mm. So I'm not really sure. Oh, wow. I'm not really sure. Oh, that was me. Sorry, I actually hit. I that. felt like I, I feel like I'm at an award show. And I hit like, the board. Wrap, wrap it up. up. No, no, no. Sorry, I hit the. I must hit the board by accident. Um, but anyway, yes. No, that is crazy. Yeah. 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 Huh. So it was a Sunday night. I was at Bible. We were about to have Bible study, and or Bible studies. Um, and uh, she sent me a smiley face. Oh and yeah. And I responded. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. I was like, You're like it's go, on. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, I had been on. I think for like a week. I had been on there for like a week and she sent me a smiley face. I, we started talking and then that Saturday, so like six days later, I drove to Little Rock. We spent, I had lunch together and then we spent all day together and then I drove back. Were you nervous wow. as I'll get out when you were driving to oh, sure. Little Rock? I mean, that's, that's a long way for a date, sure. you know? Yeah, it is. Wow. It, it is. Wow. Um, God was really like in that, making yeah. that work. But yeah. I, you know, it Hitting was, everything. it was like Gosh. though, I knew she was, gonna be something special like the very first meal we had together because we went to this chicken place i don't remember what it's called <laughs> and we sat down and it was packed but there was an open table so we sat down and we got our food and about two minutes into us eating our first meal together we've known each other for 15 minutes these two random people come up and we're at like this four person table and they're like hey they're like hey can we happen can we sit here like can we sit with you? oh no <laughs> The first date you had. And I was like, oh uh, my goodness. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so we. Like, what do you say? We yeah. had our first date, like, 
you know, three inches away from other people. So you're trying to talk to yeah. Sarah, and these other people are trying to talk right next to you. Yeah. Oh, how awkward. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's so awkward. But she just rolled with it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what ministry's like. Right. Of, yeah. Yes. Like, you know, you just. Like, no, that, that, was, that was actually a test. Those were people <laughs> that you knew. That was a plant. And you're like, come over. Just that's actually minutes. a very appropriate uh, illustration yeah, for like, ministry you know, life. Yeah. People people are going to do odd things sometimes. People are going to butt in. You just kind of got to roll with yeah. them. Yeah. You that's know. great. It works out. That's awesome. But yeah, that we uh, from our first date to getting married was about ten months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we got married pretty quickly. Um, got engaged maybe three months in, something like that. And, uh, wow! Yeah, lived a lot of life uh, <laughs> since then. Got married, had James about a year after that, maybe two, maybe a year and a half after that. And mm-hmm. I've lived in three towns, uh, bought two houses. Yeah. I've had three different jobs, and she said five jobs or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we've packed it in there for five years. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about ministry for a minute. We do want to talk more about some things, some personal things about what you like to do and things like that. But uh, talk to us about uh, why do you, what do you love about being a worship pastor? Uh, Yeah, I think, I think music is um, a unique vehicle for people to, uh, experience and express the truth of who God is and what his word says. Um, you know, uh, reading it and studying it and hearing preaching like is one thing and it's great, but it's hard sometimes to think for people, um, to really express how mm-hmm. they're feeling mm-hmm. about those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And music does an incredible job. of. Well, we that. talked about that. Remember we talked about the Psalms and the poetry. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and how it, yeah the emotions yeah. you know come out and the, all all the emotions they like, teach us to all of them. to deal with those emotions in an appropriate way to turn them back to God even when it's an emotion where you're where you're um, what we would normally call a negative emotion. yeah a negative emotion where you're angry or you're um, sad you you can the scriptures Express especially it. the Psalms teach us to turn that back to the Lord and that's what I love about yeah. worship music the psalm the Psalms. Praise the Lord. I love the Lord. Can you smite that guy? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's an accurate (laughs) description. Um, But yeah, so, and I always grew up in music, so it it was uh, especially church music, uh, you know, singing praise and worship music. I always sometimes find it hard when, like, people say, what what kind of music do you listen to? Mm. I do it for a living, so I I mean, I listen to a lot of Christian music. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, of, what know. do you prefer? <laughs> and that's kind of like when people ask me about worship music, I, I it's like I like all of it. There's, yeah, yeah. there's certain things. I mean, I don't like every hymn, but I like a lot of hymns. Yeah. I like I don't like every praise and worship. Right. I like a lot Same. of praise and worship. So I, I it's like just funny songs, you know? Yeah, like, it's funny when people ask you that because it's like, yeah, I kind of like both <laughs> both styles of music. Yeah, yeah. We got both kinds, country oh. and western. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Blues Brothers. Yeah. So yeah, I I I I love the opportunity I get every week, also to stand in front of you know a mass of people of my like-minded people who are like declaring a single thing together. Mm-hmm. You know that we That's love cool. the Lord or the God God is great or you know whatever it may be, whatever lyric we're singing, like they're doing it in one voice. Yeah, uh, and it. You know, I kind of wish that we could just bring people up on the platform because it is yeah, it yeah. is a well, very moving thing to just hear this wall of sound of <laughs> people declaring their love. Well, preaching God. is sort of and teaching is that broadcast ministry where you're 
you're you're mm-hmm. proclaiming and people are receiving. And I love your aspect of worship where we're doing this together and yeah. it's everyone uh is is participating and there's not really I don't think there's really much that's like that. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean no. Yeah, it's like kind of when we go to conferences or I always think about going to T4G and just singing with that group of people. But, yeah. but it's kind of in the the setting is like, you know, in a in a stadium, you know, stadium or whatever. Um, and so it's around you, yeah. you know, so you kind of get to experience it while you're being a part of it. And um, that's always very moving. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I view my responsibility uh, as like getting people's hearts and minds prepared to to receive those, yes. those things that, mm-hmm. that Pastor Allen's going to bring or whom, whomever's going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, we're we're preparing the way so that, that they're ready, that they're, right. you know, that they've been able to lay down those burdens of the week or what mm-hmm. have you and mm-hmm. kind of focus um, so that they can mm-hmm. be filled up with God's Word. Yeah. In the yeah, it's hard. I will say this, you know, and maybe you have some insight into this. You know, there are, I have a million things racing through my mind mm-hmm. when I come in on Sunday, and it's different because I'm, worried about church stuff, you know, but I'm sure other people are like this as well. And, you know, how do we, how do we kind of lay those things aside? Not not that, you know, and I've heard people say, you don't, you you bring those things with you to church because you don't, they're a part of who you are, but I also don't want to be distracted by them, you know? Well, and I think, yeah, because like the part of the point of what we're talking about is, you know, we're talking about these emotions that we're able to express and Mm -hmm. process biblically, properly. And I feel like, you know, as you're singing, that's, I hope that that's what people are doing is is whether they know it or not processing out, you know, things that they're feeling through the week so that when when it does come time to hear God's word, they've already dealt with those emotions. It's like trying to have a conversation when you're frustrated, you know? Sure. Like it doesn't really work until you're able to calm yourself down and and really like let go of some of those things. So I hope, you know, I that's what usually happens to me. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right that you do bring those things with you, but you know it's almost a, an exercise that you have to do, uh, um, a habit that you have to build when you come into worship. That your those sorrows or those angers, like you are bringing them to the Lord. Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not just bringing them so that you can pick them up and walk out the door after you're done. Like mm-hmm. you, you are bringing them to the throne of God to lay them down, knowing that He can He can relieve those, He can satisfy those, He can focus you. Uh, relying on his strength, not your own. Yeah. Um, I think that's that, that, uh, I think sometimes we, in, in our walk with Christ, like we just think it's a switch that we can flip. And mm. in reality, like it, it, just like exercise, it's a thing you got to work at. It's a thing you got to build a habit about, uh, reading the word or praying or doing this, which is, you know, laying your, laying your burdens down, um, uh, and giving them over to Jesus, relying yeah. on him and not yourself. Yeah. 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 That's really good. What, what can we do? as worshipers to help or encourage in, uh, in worship? Uh, I, I, I really, <laughs> I, I think the, uh, the number one thing is participation. You know, it's, it's, it's incredibly discouraging when you look at, when you, you know, you're, you're planning the worship service. You're like, oh, these are the four songs that are going to bless the people this week. And, uh, and then you get there and they're like, Jesus love, you know, they're, yeah. they're not, yeah. they're not into it at all. Well, some churches are very much, um, 
like concert ish, you know, sure. where it's the, there's a performance it's like a you're it's something to watch. This yeah. is not our church. We want we want participation. We want people to yeah. sing out, even if like in your in my case, you uh, may not have a great voice. Uh, you still want you to sing, sing well. out. You sing right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I uh, this is a personal. Tell my wife that because as we go along worship, <laughs> she's getting further and further away from me. It's like you're throwing wondering. me off. You I know? was wondering why she was doing. Yeah, that. she's like four feet away <laughs> by the end of the worship set. You know. Yeah, this is a personal uh, preference, a, a personal practice thing for me. That uh, in general, there are definitely exceptions, but for the most part, I try to l- limit how many solos there are in a, a Sunday service because I think that. When people are singing by them, when it's somebody on the platform singing by themselves, like it kind of discourages everybody mm-hmm. else to participate. Oh, they're singing a solo. I need to listen. Uh, whereas if everybody on the platform singing, it kind of automatically encourages those in the congregation to participate. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think participation is the the number one thing that you that people can do to uh, not only just like encourage those on the platform, but like. Uh, add to like you're you're part of what we're doing it's not it's not those people up there right doing performing the yeah, they're right. they're doing the worship mm-hmm. like you're here yeah your voice is adding to uh the glorification of god and yeah you know your voice That's is good. adding to the music that we're making and, and it's going to encourage those around you like even even if it's not so great I point point to Brian because he said, it. <laughs> even if it's not so great, like it, it, does it is going, it. yeah. Because yeah. the people around you are going to know your testimony. They're going to kind of know the things you're going on, that are going on in your life. And so, like when you're struggling with something and you're able to uh, sing in Christ alone, my yeah. hope is found. Like that, that kind of can encourage people. Like, yeah. Oh, he's going through that, but he's able to declare that hope, right, or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, one of the things I I think is. Uh, a wonderful, this is kind of a personal thing. Like I think it's a wonderful testimony to see men singing. Mm. Um, and, uh, I think there's a kind of a stigma that like men, men don't feel, you know, men sure. don't feel or that singing is girly and singing is, is an emotional thing that like, I'm a man, I don't, I don't sing. And, uh, what I love is seeing, I love when I see a big burly man <laughs> who just looks like a woodsman yeah. singing his heart out. You know, I think of, I'm thinking of specific people even right now that I just love to see them sing because, because you can be manly and strong and, and emotional. Yeah. It's you weird. Know? It's weird that you said that. Cause immediately when you said that, I, I thought of, uh, there's a picture of my grandfather who passed away, I don't know, three three years ago, three and a half years ago or something, uh, my mom's dad. And oh. uh, there's a picture of him. Uh, he's seeing, he's got his eyes closed. He's got his hand raised. And he, that wasn't his personality. Yeah. Really. Uh, he built movie theaters his entire life. He was a construction worker. He he was this hairy man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Short, short little guy, but, you know, <laughs> constantly on the go, constantly building stuff and uh kind of that gruff man that you're talking yeah. about. But there's this picture of uh, him. He's got his eyes closed and his hand raised. And my mom has, uh, sitting next to him has her hat on because uh, she was bald at the time because mm, yeah. of chemo and treatment and stuff. And it's just like, it, it's mm. exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah. He kind of came to a point in his life where he was like, oh, you know, she's walking through this. My daughter is walking yeah. through this terrible thing. But praise the Lord. Anyway, yeah. you know. Man. That's cool. That's, so. That is Man, men, if you want to, if you want to lead it, part of, you know, this, this is a little tiny piece of, I think, leading your family well, sing when you are at church, sing, yes. even if you're not a good singer, yeah. sing. 
and and really process your emotions because what I find is that the burliest, gruffest, manliest men are some of the most emotional ones, sure. and we just hide it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so so let let yourself process those things properly, and we do that through singing singing well, to the Lord. You had a good example. Your dad your dad's a good singer. And he sings, is a good sings singer. Loud. And- yeah, and he's a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> he could kill you with this pinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about some things, uh, personal things, you know, things you like to do. Uh, do you have any hobbies or things that you like to do in your free time? I know, like, when you're a parent, that's funny because it's yeah, like... seriously. Well, like, you're in ministry and you have a family and it's like, uh, what's a hobby again? Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially when the kids are really small. It's right. Like, yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing. <laughs> My hobby is watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I mean, my family likes to bake together. Oh, uh, that's that. cool. We do that a lot. Um, I enjoyed some of your bread at yes, our last yeah. small group uh, yeah. meeting. Um I, it's weird in our household, like Sarah is a great cook and she, uh, like for dinner, like if she was to walk into the kitchen and be like, Oh, we got these five things. How can I make dinner? Like, she's really good at that. Just kind of figuring out how to make a good meal. But when it comes to baking, like I'm significantly better, mostly because like I have the patience to like measure things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She cooks by feel. Yeah. 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 Teaspoon. Let me scoop it up. Big one. It's funny (laughs) you say that. I, my stepmom, I called her one time because she has this great apple pie recipe and I was trying to Mm -hmm. make it. And I was like, so what's your apple pie? She's like, ah, I think it's about a cup of this, (laughs) maybe this. And I made it and it turned out horribly because she cooks by feel. That's how my wife cooks. And I hate trying like, she's like, Hey, can you help me cook? And I'm like, so tell me, you have to tell me exactly. Exactly. What and she's like, well, I think it's like this. And I'm like, oh, you make this every other week. How do you know? She just do does know? it. She, she just, just does it. Throws, she boom, just knows. It happens. And it's, it's like magic. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's, know. That's my mother-in-law. She like, will give a little slip of paper with the ingredients and like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Like, what is get? this? The British Bake Off here? Yeah. <laughs> is, this the te- the is this the technical challenge for the British Bake Off? Come on. Maybe, maybe the oven temperature. That's it. That's maybe, all. maybe that. Yeah. You don't really Hollywood is not judging this. Okay. Give me the instructions. But yeah, we love to uh, to bake together. James James has really get, been mm. getting into it as you know he's getting older. We have this stool that he can get up to you know counter yep. level. That's and, cool. Help. But he you know he wants to try every ingredient, so it's like butter, big finger of butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> eat that. Hey, uh, you know whatever, yeah. whatever. Dry Butter's flour, good. which is terrible for you. I'm gonna yeah. do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we do that a lot together. Um, uh, I do like sports. I don't play a lot of sports, but I watch a lot of sports. I did learn that about you because we uh, went to a conference and we shared a hotel room and you were watching. You had to get the game because of your uh, fantasy football yes. team. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the cable was out. <laughs> which seems a little so, disappointed. I'm doing so bad. <laughs> the cable at the hotel was out. And so he like, really? pulled it up on his laptop and oh, watched man. it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He had Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I have to pick a sport, soccer is uh, the one I'm going to pick. Mm. Um, World Cup's coming up in a couple. Yeah. Of tell tell people who your team is, and then and then tell them who that is. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm a Queens Park Rangers fan. Shout out. Go go URs and um, and uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. They're in West London. I don't really know how I got into watching them. They were in the Premier League at the time. I was picking a team. They're not great. They're doing a lot better this year. Uh, they're not great, but they got relegated, so they're in their second division of English football. Um, just YouTube it. There'll be a whole video of explaining the pyramids. It's really complicated. Really complicated. So yeah, they're I in the second division. I was just looking into this the other yeah. day, and yeah. I was like, 
Okay, I would love to see this in like we should do this in our national football league. This would be awesome. <laughs> so like in have theory, the lower class and the higher class yeah, of yeah. football and you like get relegated. Oh that would be goodness. awesome. So in theory, in if you were in England, you could start a team with your friends and play on Sun. It's called Sunday League, and you could theoretically work your way up all the way to wow. the Premier League. It would be almost impossible. Yes, at some way, you'd have at to some be point, super good. Yeah, yeah. At some point, you'd have because to have somebody. Put in a lot of money. Yes, but, yes, because yeah. you have to get players that yes, are really yeah, good. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. in theory, in theory, yes, yeah. <laughs> in theory, yes. theoretically. But um, so I, another thing I know about you is musically, you really like soundtracks, movie soundtracks. Oh, yes, yeah. That's something you're into. What got you into movie soundtracks? Um, oddly, the first movie that I remember of like watching and thinking, oh, the music's kind of important in in. Uh, conveying like mm-hmm. the story like it's important part of the story is uh uh the movie pearl harbor mm. oh wow um I w- you know just just the the uh, ability the music had to convey the emotions like the mixed emotions if you've ever seen that movie like the mixed mm-hmm. emotions all of those main characters have like their willingness to go sacrifice for their country and leaving their love behind and sharing a love with their best friend, you know, it's it, it, just the music. It was the first time where I was like, music is important to telling a story. Um, I, I, had a, I had a similar experience where I realized that the music was actually making the movie better, um, but it was with Transformers, so not not quite as good robot, of a movie. Robots in Disguise. That's right. <laughs> but it but is, you're right. Once you notice it, once you realize what's happening, you're like, yeah. oh, I It is I interesting. Most movies, especially epic movies, have a, have a movie – have a score that goes along with it. Uh, and if you ever watch a movie without a score or that's, yeah. you can definitely, like silent, yeah. or, uh, well, not a silent, not movie. a silent movie, but yeah, but, like they literally don't have music. Yeah. It. It's really crazy. And then they can use those silences to yeah. uh, an effect sometimes, you know, where right. they, where they don't have the music. But like, I remember, like, I really love, um, the Marvel movies and how they use the music to like, Really like things, yeah. Let like intensify the action and the the drama. You know, it's it's really but all all the like big movies that have won the all the awards have amazing scores. Sure, like yeah. the scores themselves yeah. usually win like yeah. awards and stuff. Are you a big John Williams fan? Uh, uh, John, <laughs> so John Williams. If you were to ask me, he's who the my quintessential favorite, yeah, yeah, composer. Yeah, tell us your favorite. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay. you were to ask me who my favorite was, I can't say him because he is, like he's the benchmark, right? Right. He, with Star Wars and all in Jaws and, and Superman, and those, yeah, yeah, all of those. Like <laughs> I had a John Williams or my parents. I don't know if I did or my parents had the John Williams like uh, score like compilation. Yeah, yeah it had yeah, all yeah. that like Superman and Star yeah, yeah. Wars. Was it and Indiana Jones too? And, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park. Man, yeah, like, he's done a ton. Like a ton of like. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. All those movies, you yeah, know, a ton of uh, you know award winning ones. Uh, and so like he's kind of the benchmark for especially what like what. Uh, movie score is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my favorite, and I'm gonna butcher his name because he's French. Uh, is a guy named Alexandre Desplat. He, uh, did you just say Desplat? Yeah, Desplat. Alexandre Yeah, I find him. In, uh, I like what he writes, but I also find it interesting that like he works by himself. Mm. Uh, there was an interview he did where he was talking about Hans Zimmer, who uh, does a, like did all the Batman movies and Inception and. Uh, Hans Zimmer's done a lot of movies that you have seen. And, uh, but he has like this massive team of people that are like helping him mm-hmm, do it all. Yeah. And 
um, Alexander, he's like, no, I just work by myself because mm. it's just how I like to do it. Wow. What are some movies he's done? Uh, so he did, like, the last two Harry Potter movies. Oh. Um, he's done all the Wes Anderson movies. So, like, oh, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox. And yes. Grand Budapest Hotel. and uh, He did... Uh, the yeah. Isle of Dogs. Yeah. 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 He did the... Uh, yep. That movie where they're building a computer to code... I'll oh, think of it oh, oh, um... It's got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Um, oh, you're talking exactly about the talking about. Imper- uh, impersonator? No. Um, it's imp- got imposter. Is it no, Kieran, I, I know Kieran what you're talking Knightley's about. in it too? Yeah. Is it Benedict? Yeah, they're yeah. building a, it's British, you know, World War II, and they're building a computer yes. to decode I like that movie German. a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good movie. It was a good movie. Um, but he did that, that as wow. well. Wow. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Howard Shore, because yep. Lord Amen. of the Rings, of course. Yeah, so tell us what is your favorite <laughs> movie of all time. Uh, you know, also being the best movie of all time. Yes. Well, Lord <laughs> of the Rings as a series, but if I have to pick one of the Lord of the Rings, it's going to be the second one. And just because I like the ants and uh, the ants. Yeah. yeah the, yeah, great. the tree. Yeah. The tree people. Uh, well, we all know we love Lord of the Rings, which I know. Like, I mean, we've talked about this as our favorite, one of our favorite movie yes. series before. So yes. we all, we all love that. Brian we doesn't want us it. to talk about Lord of no, the no, Rings. No, no, no. It's not that I don't want to talk about. It. I don't want this to become the Lord of the Rings <laughs> podcast, you know, where we're going to break down everything. I know, but this is a podcast by Brian. That's Brian, on a with separate, <laughs> that's a part of that'll who be we a are. separate future <laughs> podcast. Agreed. On he said it. Listeners, yeah. you heard <laughs> it. Not an episode. John, you heard it. That's one you're starting on your own. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Me and Evan will start one. So no, no, no. I, I do love, I do love Lord of the Rings. I think that um, there's other, I think for its genre of the epic movie, it's the best. It's definitely oh, the yeah. best. Yeah. Um, I think there's other better movies when it comes to different, I mean, cause like, in my mind, movies are broken down into different types of genre. Genre, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big uh, period piece guy. So, yeah. like, uh, one of my favorites is uh, The Darkest Hour, which is about uh, Winston Churchill. Yes. By Gary Oldman. Dude, that and, movie uh, is so good. Yeah, yeah. That's and crazy. It, it's like his first days of prime minister in World War II and, like, leading up to the famous uh, we'll fight on the beaches, we'll fight yeah. on the landing grounds speech, um, which... Fair warning, don't actually look up the original. You can listen to the audio of Winston Churchill really giving it. Far less uh, far less inspiring than Gary Ullman's. Really? Version. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's much more like, we will fight on the landing ground. Like, it's much more subdued. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. British, they're British, so, yeah. I mean, you know. N- none of the, <laughs> we will never surrender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> none of that. So They had to make it a little more uh, yeah, Americanized yeah, yeah. for yeah, yeah. the American public, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I like period pieces a lot. Gladiator, of course. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Best Christmas movie of all time. What? <laughs> you never heard of this Christmas movie? Gladiator? Oh, my gosh. It's got snow, I guess. Gladiator and... Uh, uh, Die Hard? Die Hard. Oh, I've heard the Die Hard argument. i never heard Gladiator. Really? Before. Yeah, it's got <laughs> snow. It's got snow. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas is snow. Okay. Christmas <laughs> is coming, guys. It's coming. Wow. All right. Anyway, so is there anything else about you? Anything that... You want, uh, especially for your our church people or any of our listeners to know, like, if 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 we had to like encapsulate who is Evan Gray, how would we do that? Uh, I know that's I like a know. super hard question. Yeah, I, I don't ask. know. Um, just put him on the spot there. I know. You know, time. if you ever want to bless me, I'll just say this. Yeah. See, this me, is what I'm talking about. This is good stuff. Uh, I will accept any book that you give me. Even if it's like books you're trying to throw away in your house, 
This is I, good for me to know. Yes, I will. I will take it uh, to you the like detriment books? of my wife. Yes, really. I like not even just like I like to read. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks just because it's easier, it's convenient, and yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I can turn up the speed and get through a book rather quickly. Yeah. Um. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but uh, I like to read. But I like having bookshelves full of books mm-hmm. that people think I've read. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true pastor. A true it's pastor, like, yes. It's like uh, you have a stack. I think I, 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 I actually took, I actually put the stack on my bookshelf finally, but I have like 20 books that I'm wanting to read, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. slowly. Always. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I'm also hearing is like maybe we need to like if we really want to bless you like buy you a bookshelf like maybe I'm hearing that too. Well, in our new house that we just moved into, like mm. there's two built-ins next to the fireplace. Nice. I mean, lots of lots of bookshelves, and because I like books so much, I organize them on one side of the fireplace, nonfiction; the other side, mm. fiction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by uh, alphabetical order by uh, last name of author. The uh, nonfiction side is full. I can't buy any more nonfiction books. <laughs> What's, what's the last thing you've uh, listened to, audio or read? Or read, yeah. Um, or well, the I'm, most interesting. I'm currently, I'm currently um, there was a sale on Audible. Mm. Not a sponsor. Um, could be. Could be, though. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> um, but they were having a uh, sale on C.S. Lewis's like complete works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'm currently listening through those. Oh man, that's awesome. So good. Yeah. yeah. Is that still uh, sale still on? Maybe. Or maybe maybe, maybe it wasn't even a sale. Maybe it was just like a new thing, like oh, a new yeah. bundle. They were. Yeah. This is good so, to know. Yeah. yeah. But cool. it was like Great. you know one credit for yeah like ten books or something. Man, we just listened through thirty eight hours of C.S. Have Lewis. you gotten through? Um, I really enjoy the Great Divorce. Have you gotten through I that one yet? Oh, yeah. But I did just buy it. <clears throat> also, fun fact about Evan. Is even if I listen to the audiobook, you I want, want a copy. physical copy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. True. <laughs> so I just bought so that one because it's the next one in the line. Yeah. <laughs> Mere Christianity was first, so yes. I'm finishing that yeah. one. The Great Divorce is more of a, an allegory, yeah. so it, there's a little bit more. Uh, it holds your attention a little better. Chris, Mere Christianity is great. You have to think. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. definitely have to think. Yeah. You have to engage I your brain. The, uh, the back thirty uh, seconds. <laughs> yeah. Left a few times. Yeah. yeah. What did he say? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well. I feel like we know you fairly well now, or yeah. at least you know some of the important things. And uh, if you, know. you if you are in Evansville, uh, you know get to know Evan and mm-hmm. Sarah. They're a great family, and uh, we appreciate him being our worship pastor. Yeah. So we're excited, very happy to have about you how God staff. is going to use you at our church as we continue to, you know, grow, make disciples, love the Lord, lead people in worship in relationship with the Lord. Yeah, that's right. We're glad to be here. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Evan. Listeners, thank you all for listening. And I guess we'll just... We'll see see you next time. Set it up on a separate feed gonna love it we need to have like another channel another podcast that's like you know the behind the scenes of this podcast that'd be a good idea. that's a good idea a behind the scenes of this podcast yeah that's right no one would listen you don't know that absolutely no one would listen <coughs> brian's such a negative nancy sometimes in the mornings listen it takes us a while to warm up to get to listen a good place. our podcast is going well we have 
a lot of listeners now. What is a lot of listeners? Uh, well, this this year we have had uh, as many downloads in this year as we've had the previous two years, oh, nice. or a year and a half, whatever. So yeah, we're we're doing really well. This we've really we've really upticked Definitely in twenty started doing 22, that. Yeah, 